turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2. And I want to kind of continue on from last week about <clears throat> this um, idea of, of um, the purposes of God's creation of man. I think it's very important, and I think it's um, important to understand these things given our current culture. But what Genesis 2 gives us is a more exact detail of the creation of man and woman. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's very appropriate to talk about this today because of certain things going on in our culture and even, even on Father's Day. And um, what this uh, scripture um, shows me is that um, people in general are better together. And men and women are better together just as God intended. Beginning at verse 18 it says this. <clears throat> And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. <clears throat> but for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that God, the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall, be, and the, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, it was given by you, inspired by you, um, written down by men like Moses who wrote these first five books of the Bible and passed down to us so that we would know the truth, Lord. And help us, Father, uh, to discern th this truth um, for ourselves and, and to um, help me, Lord, as, as, as I expound upon it and just give us understanding, Lord. And it's in your name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. As human beings, we were not made to be alone. I mean, when God made everything, you know, He made one man, Adam, the Bible tells us, but that wasn't God's final word. We know from last week we were talking about Genesis chapter 1. He was told to be fruitful and multiply, and, uh, and, and, and the women were included in that. Of course, they had to be because of the way God made us and, and for biological reasons. But the, this tells us more about... Um, what God says about relationships between men and women. That, that man was not made to be a single alone person. There was a famous poet uh, named John Donne who said years ago, and I like some of his stuff, but it's older English. It's, it's, it, it reads more like Shakespeare. So I don't know if you want to read him or not, but John Donne is good. But one of the things that he said a long time ago, and he's exactly right, no man is an island unto himself. Maybe you've heard that. No person is an island 
unto themselves. They were made for relationships. You and I were made for relationships. And, and, and that bears out today. Uh, you know, uh, people um, still today, and, and I think it's just as much as biology as it is the truth of the universe, they still seek out um, companionship. We seek out somebody like us. We seek out somebody who relates to us. Um, we, um, we, we fall in love with people and marry them. Or, or even, even, even within the families, uh, there, there, there's, there, there's a relationship between people. We were made for different kinds of relationships. We were made for brotherly, sisterly kinds of relationships. We, we, we were made for more romantic kind of relationships. We, we, we were made for all these kinds of things. And, and God's um, idea here is that um, people are better together. We even have what we call the platonic relationships between men and women. We have, we have relationships be, between um, men, uh, brotherly kind of relationships, sisterly kind of relationship with sisters um, together. And, and, uh, and anything beyond those things that, that the world tells us is okay is, is a warping of the good that God created us to have. And, and these, these same-sex romantic relationships, uh, sexual relationships, and the same, you know, are, are outside completely of God's will and His way. And we know this because of what Genesis 1 and especially, too, tells us. Genesis 1, like we said last week, teaches us that God created man and woman. But this gives it more specific details. And the first statement that, that God makes um, here in, in, in this first verse of, of verse 18, He says, It is not good for a man to be alone. You know, when you think about that, you know, several times on, on each, each day of creation... That's mentioned here in, in, in Genesis 1. God says that it was good. And after he made man and woman, he said it was, the, he looked at the whole creation and said it was very good. But the one thing that was not good in his creation is for man to be alone. And that's because, I mean, that tells me right off the, hand, off, off the handle that God made men, um, made human beings in general here, um, and, it, and it's weird sometimes to have to distinguish. It's not really weird, I guess, but we had to distinguish between mankind and man and male. Um, that, that that's a distinction of modern times. In the ancient world, when when they said um, men, or they they used they used the Hebrew word for men, they were talking about mankind in general a lot of times. Uh, you had you had to use the context to to understand whether it's talking specifically male or male and female or people in general. Um, but that's a, a modern sensibility. And uh, I think, you know, that there's times where I think it's okay to say mankind. I mean, I, you know, or humanity, if you want to say it that way, that, that's fine to, to be more specific in, in English. Um, we've gotten so hung up on that. Uh, God made us who we are. But out of all creation, um, the one thing that was not good is for man to be alone. It's because God made us for relationships. We, we were made to relate to Him, and that's why God created us in His image. Let, let's create people in our image. God has certain qualities. He gave those certain qualities to man. We talked about those qualities and purposes last week. And that, that we were called to be um, under God over the earth and, and uh, serving God um, by uh, 
you know, filling the earth and subduing it. And here in Genesis 2, um, you, God gives um, Adam a specific charge, even before um, Eve comes along, and, and tells him that you know, he, he, he's to take care of this garden and that he could you know, partake of any tree in the garden um, except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you know, he especially took, care, took uh, part of the, the tree of life, but, but, but Adam's job was to tend this garden. To, to, to tend the earth um, uh, uh, under God's uh, authority and, and direction. But it wasn't good for him to be alone. He needed somebody like him that he could relate to. And so, you know, the, the text tells us that um, God sent all the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. He's, he, first, he's given Adam the, this authority to, to name the creatures that God created. And he goes through and he, he names every single animal um, that, that God created and that, it, that existed. Uh, he says the birds of the heavens and, the, and all the livestock and the beasts of the field. And he, 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 he names them. But none of them were like him um, and, and suitable for him. That They weren't in the image of God with all the things that we talked about last time. That This idea of, of um, being able to relate to God. Uh, one of the things, I mean, of course, we talk about the term communication. And, and, and in, our, in our modern English, we, we tend to make that idea of communication as something, okay, we're just speaking. But, but the, the root word of that is, is, is commune. People relating to one another. People communicating and expressing their thoughts and ideas, their will, their intentions with other people. I mean, that, that's what God created us for. I mean, if we could not communicate with God, then how, how could we be called, you know, um, in His image? Uh, God communicated to Adam. Adam communicated with God. Um, God, God filled, filled Adam with, with His Spirit. You know, God did all these, all these great and wonderful things with Adam here. That, that, but it wasn't good for him to be alone. And, and for Adam to, uh, to understand... I think God better, and this idea of relationship, he needed somebody like him to relate to. We talked about this last week, too. You know, when, when God created um, Adam, what he says is, let us make man in his image. God himself is talking to, like I said, the heavenly court. And so God you know, himself has, has these relationships, even, his, even in his existence in heaven. And, 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 that, and we talked about how that indicates uh, in the New Testament revelation, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if we believe as, as the Bible teaches and as the early church fathers expressed it, you know, uh, the, the Holy Trinity is three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are essentially God, but they're three distinct persons um, who, who are tied by, by their relationship. And, you know, the Apostle John says God is love. So God himself exists a, as a relationship of three divine persons, one divine essence. The difference is, is that that, 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 is, that is essentially who God is. He is a relationship of three persons. And so it makes sense that he would make, out of his love, make Adam... Um, a, a person who could relate to him and that he could relate to Adam 
And, and so Adam could understand they, they had a communication with each other. But even Adam needed somebody like him that he could communicate with and have a relationship with and be with. But none of the animals fulfilled, could fulfill this because they just were not fit for Adam. And that word helper there, I think, carries a little bit more force than just somebody who, who comes and helps you. Uh, the idea is somebody who stands opposite of you, sort of like a mirror image almost. Um, not, not opposing in the sense of contrast, but somebody who, is, who, who stands with you that, that, that is like you and comparable to you. They, and the idea is that, that, that somebody who stands in front of you, you're facing each other for whatever communication or whatever relationship, you, you're able to understand each other, you're able to look at each other, that, that's what that, that term means here. Someone like Adam, comparable to him, who can you know, share in, in this, whatever God wanted the world to see, that this relationship. And he doesn't do this with, with another man, an, another male. He does this by taking something from Adam himself and creating a woman. And so since none of the um, animals were found to be you know, comparable, none of them could fit that bill, not, not, none of them, the, the animals were not able to communicate in the same way that human beings were. They weren't able to understand and receive God's revelation or His, his, his relationship, um, his, the, the expressions of His communication with, with mankind. The, the animals, you know, the, the, they just took orders and did what they were supposed to do, apparently. Um, but, but they weren't able to relate to Adam in the same way that somebody else couldn't. So God created a woman, somebody like him. And so what, what God did for Adam was that he caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. He takes, um, uh, it says rib, and it takes a rib and then um, fashions it or builds a woman from that. Now remember that man was taken from the dust of the earth. God created him from the dust, but, but woman was created out of man's own substance. Which I think gives her a more special place of honor if we, if we think about it. And, 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 it's, and it's why this, um, th th this relationship between man and woman is so important. Because the woman was taken out of man. She, she was part of man. They, they, they fit together like, like two puzzle pieces. It is the way that we should look at it. And, you know, someone who was, who was built especially for him to, to, to love and, and, and to show his communication and all that. Together. Better, they were better together. And, and God saw that and knew it. And so, you know, um, th this happened, you know, to Adam... And, and, and this woman was fashioned specifically for him. And, and, and Adam obviously was looking for somebody that he could, could relate to because his reaction is great. I, I like um, the NLT, the New Living Translation, how it says it. Because it says, at last, <laughs> um, the way they put it. But you know, the, the English Standard Version says, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This is somebody who was just like me. Wonderful. 
Adam, Adam was pleased. Adam was elated. A Adam was joyful because of what God had given him. If he only knew, right, guys? <laughs> if he only knew. But anyway, <laughs> all the negative things about women come from the fall. All the negative things about men come from the fall, too. But at this moment, at this time and place, this was good. And it says that she shall be called woman. I heard Bill Cosby. <clears throat> Maybe I've told this before, you know. I don't know if I have or not, but um, Bill Cosby once, and we know Bill Cosby's fall from grace, but um, back in the day, he used to be a pretty good comedian. He had an album called Fatherhood. And uh, he, he said, um, you know, a Adam, you know, he was... He, he was there, and they, they created Eve. He, he looked at her, and he said, Whoa, man! <laughs> Whoa, man! But anyway, he, he delivered a lot better than I did. But he's right. And, and, and ever since then, you know, men and women have had the, these relationships, and God is the one that put them together. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. <clears throat> and it says in verse 24, this is where... Um, well, uh, actually, marriage begins um, when God made her, and then He presented, presented her to the man. In, in verse uh, 22, God, God presented the woman to the man. And the man said, yeah, this, at last, this is it. Whoa, man. And, <laughs> and all that. But it says here in verse 24, this is an aside from, from Moses. He's saying, this is where marriage comes from. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Again, the idea of puzzle pieces fitting together. That they're meant to be together. And when and if you find somebody in life who matches you perfectly and um, you're, you're ready to marry, because I'm not saying, uh, you know, perfect can be a relative term. <laughs> Per, per, perfect in, 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 in your thoughts, in your desires. When someone matches you that way, um, it's, a, it's a wonderful and beautiful thing, and it's not meant to be destroyed. At least that's God's will. And I, and I know that it, it takes two to tango, and sometimes uh, people fall apart, and, and, and one goes one way and one goes the other. And I understand that. It, but that's not God's intention. That's not God's will and way. It isn't. Um, this is God's will, that one man, one woman for life, to come together and, and to um, uh, celebrate each other, to honor each other, to love each other, to cherish each other. All the vows that we talk about um, when people marry. This, the ultimate statement is right here. The two shall become one flesh. We are better together. And so men and women... Um, need to honor each other. Um, we, we need to honor marriage. We need to honor, we need to honor each other. We are not, at, at, even today, e even post the fall, we are not created or meant to be alone in this life. Now, what does that mean for single people like me? Well, it means that I have other women that help fulfill the, the, the roles that, that, that are necessary in my life. You know, if it weren't for the women of this church uh, doing all the duties that they do, I don't know where I'd be. 
You know, I've had, you know, I've had boards in the past with all women on them. Some of you know that. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for, for, for the women. I'm grateful for my mother and, and sister and my nieces and, and the roles they fulfill in my life. I don't know what, what I would do without any of them. But in particular, the, 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 those who come together in marriage, um, you know, that, that, that is the wonderful will of God working together. And I would say they're, they're both equal in God's sight. <clears throat> and I know that, that, that in marriage, later on, and we'll talk about this as we get into it, you know, it talks about how Christ is the head of man and man is the head of the wife. Well, yes, but that's talking about roles within, within marriage. But men and women are equal together in God's creation. And, and, and they, they each have their own roles, but they are equal in God's creation. And, and, they're, and they're equal in, in how um, they, they come together to, to, to build the kingdom of God on earth. She is a helper, not in the sense of a servant, but as a co-laborer with, with, with her husband and, and with Adam. And that, that's God's intention. Some versions will say, uh, the um, English Standard Version says, uh, cleave to his wife. Some say, join with his wife. That, that means that they're coming together. The other thing I noticed here, and I think it's kind of funny, actually, um, at, at, when, when, when God made the woman, he, he presented her to Adam. That, that, that's, that's, that's reflected in the marriage ceremony when the father bring, brings his, uh, his daughter to um, her, new her future husband to, to be married. Um, the, the father of the bride usually presents the, the, the wife or the bride. Um, but I like what it said, but here in verse 24 it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. It doesn't say a woman shall leave her father and mother and cleave to her husband, although that's implied, but I like the way it says it here. Um, the, 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 the father, the, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. So I think um, God, God is addressing um, both here in and, and, and sort of the same way, but, but from opposite directions. God presented the woman to her husband. A husband shall leave his mother and father and cleave and join, join with his wife or cleave to his wife. And they're brought together in the same way, together. But they're better together. And that's the way God intended it. So when we talk about Father's Day, um, you know, a, a lot of you are, are here are fathers. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still not, not a father, but I have nieces. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed them over the years as, as uh, my, my, my children, so to speak. I love them that way anyway. Um, most of you realize that, that if it weren't for your wives and, and the mother of your children, you would have nothing. And how much they, they've helped you over the years and how much you need them over the years. Uh, fathers, it is not good for you to be alone. It's not good for you to step out alone. It's not good for you to uh, um, try to be an island on your own. It's not good for you to um, uh, ignore your wives or, or, or to um, d discount their contributions or look down upon them. 
you're, you're to love them and honor them and appreciate them. And I, that's not an admonishment, that's an encouragement. God, you know, God is a loving Father and He wants us to be loving fathers too. And I would encourage you as, as fathers to honor your wives, honor women and, and their role in your life. Um, and, and women, I would say the same thing. Honor your husbands as we're honoring them today with, 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 with a pie and celebrating them in a worship service. I think uh, uh, celebrating Mother's Day and Father's Day is a good thing. Uh, some people say those, things, those two holidays were, were um, created to sell Hallmark cards. <clears throat> and, and I say no. I, it's not a particularly Christian holiday. It is a secular holiday, but it's, a, it, but it's an important one in, in terms of celebrating biblical fatherhood and biblical motherhood. And, um, I, I, and we, we can always talk about those kinds of things. And of course, it's, it's the devil that has warped these, these things. It's the devil who's, who is trying to destroy these things. It's the devil who is trying to destroy the, the families of the earth. Uh, the, the devil has worked hard in our country to, to warp, warp people's thinking into thinking, I can stand alone. I can stand on my own. I, 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 don't, I don't need the opposite sex. Um, women in particular th these days have uh, tried to do things on, on their own. That they, I, I can do what I, what I need to do and I don't, I don't need uh, men to do so. And I hear a lot of this talk about um, that, that men ruled the world over women and, and, and lorded it over to them and, and um, how um, uh, women need to break free of that. And, and they, they, use, they throw around terms like patriarchy and those kinds of things. Um, we need to be very careful about how we throw that around. Because even when men were dominating, and I would have to say that has to do with the fall in Genesis 3. We'll talk about that. Um, and, and even though men dominated, you know, there, there was always the, the woman behind, or, or you know, she, was, she was the power in that household, and she, she held very good sway over her husband. And it's men and women who made the world the way that it is today, together. Um, the, the fall caused some very terrible things to happen. It, it destroyed the relationships between men and women. But God has created us one for the other. He's made us for these relationships. He's made us to, to, to join with each other. Um, marriage should be held in honor. And, and, and even in, in other kinds of romantic relationships, we need to hold these things in honor. We, we need to hold women in honor. We need to, men need to hold men in honor. And we need to respect each other and, and, and realize that we're working together to make this, this world what God wants it to be. We talk about making the world a better place, but what does that mean? It means that, that we want to make it the way God intended for it to be, a, 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 a a land of um, His blessings on us, His love for us, <clears throat> experiencing His goodness and righteousness in this world, and filling the earth with, with uh, people. I mean, God, we know, loves life. When He created, the, the, when He was talking about the oceans and, 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 and the birds of the air and, and the fish of the sea, He said, 
let the waters teem with life. That means fill it. And he tells human beings the same thing. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God loves life and he wants us to create more and more life. And how can we do that if, 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 if we're shutting these relationships, if we're um, pushing people away and, and, and uh, we're um, doing it angrily. And, and yes, we, we, we know that, um, that there's a lot of promiscuity, a lot of sexual immorality and, and children are being produced because of that. But what we're teaching our, our kids is that we, we can do this without God. We can do this without each other. And that the, the person that, that I happen to be sleeping with is, is just to gratify my, my sexual nature. And, and that, that, that's a devaluing of what God has created. That's a devaluing of, of the relationships between men and women. That, that, that's a devaluing of what God has, has made. That... that um, the two puzzle pieces that fit together and, and they're meant to fit together forever according to God's will and way it, and, and we've so destroyed that in our country all we need to do is remember that God has made us for great and wonderful purposes He made us man and woman He made us male and female and we come together to, to help form God's glorious kingdom here on earth to fulfill His purposes and his will and his way. And verse 25 says, And the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. This was a time when there was no sin. This is a time when there was perfect intimacy. There was perfect int intimacy between what God created and, and, and his creatures. Between, between, God, God, between God and his creation, that there was a perfect intimacy. Same thing, there was a perfect intimacy between man and woman. And, and there was no shame. And since then, especially after the fall, all throughout the Bible, being naked has to do with being exposed because of their sin. And there, and there was shame in nakedness. But here, there was no sin. There was innocency. And, and there was a perfect intimacy here between man and woman. That, that there was no guilt, no shame in any of it because God had ordained it. So the call today, of course, again, is, is to honor each other as male and female. Lift each other up. Take joy in each other. Proclaim God's glorious purposes in a world that has defamed the relationships between men and women and sexual immorality. If you want to talk about same-sex marriage, too, definitely. But also, these heterosexual relationships outside the realm of marriage. And some say, well, marriage is just a license. Marriage is not just a license. I just read to you what, have, what marriage is. Marriage is God bringing two people together. And, and the way you recognize God bringing two people together is, is, is through the church. The body of Jesus Christ, the very Son of God. Not, not just a local church sanctuary, not, not just a, a, a little white building on Old Julian Road, but a branch of the body of Christ where, where the pastor has been called and ordained by God, where, where, where God hears the vows made and the promises made to one another, 
and, and, and our, our blessing of that as a church represents God's blessing of that marriage. And that is exclusively between the man and the woman. Any other way to live, the Bible tells, especially in, in the days of Jesus. Um, he, he, well, in the Old Testament too, of course. But in, but, it, but, it, but in Jesus, the two ways that he, he mentions to be are either married or celibate. Those are the only two ways that we can be, married or celibate. Celibate in the sense that, that, that you're chaste, that, that you're not in the promiscuity, that, that you're abstaining. And then, then married, which is marriage between a man and a woman. That's how it's defined. That, that's what God's intentions are for these male and female relationships. So we, we honor God by honoring each other. We honor God by speaking up for these relationships in the world. That the only relationship that God um, holds dear as far as these sexual relationships are concerned are between the man and the woman. Coming together, being together, working together to build God's kingdom on earth. Fulfilling the purposes that he has. Under God. That's what he's called us to do. That's what he's called us to be. That's what fatherhood and motherhood is all about. Honoring God as our father. Carrying out his, his will to build this kingdom on earth. And we follow him with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. Let's stand.